0: This is Eat Your Veg episode 22, three superstar market veggies you've never tried. So, number one. (sighs) No, Luke, I don't want a video call with you. Bugger off. Sorry, guys, this is going to be a (laughs) two-parter. Welcome to Eat Your Veg, a podcast for all things plant-based. I'm your host, Elizabeth Emery, a vegan food blogger and recipe developer based in Vancouver, BC. In these short podcasts, we'll explore all aspects of eating a vegan diet, from sharing the best plant-based milks and cheeses, to explaining exactly how to cook tofu and why you're still getting it wrong. If you're a brand new vegan, or if you're simply looking to eat more plant-based meals and want a bit of guidance, this podcast is for you. Hi guys, and welcome to Eat Your Veg. Now, this week I wanted to talk about farmer's market vegetables and if you follow me on Instagram or if you've been listening a while you'll know I am farmer's market obsessed we're very very lucky in Vancouver that we have pretty amazing farmer's markets year round they always have an incredible selection of vegetables and fruit most of which are organic to be honest they're not all there's nothing I love more than going to the farmer's market on a Saturday morning Having a wander around and just seeing what new vegetables they have and what new produce has come out, what's in season, I find it really actually helps me to eat with the seasons. And so today I wanted to have a look at three vegetables from markets that you've possibly never tried because they're quite unusual, they're strange and they're certainly vegetables I hadn't fully enjoyed until I started buying them from the farmer's market simply because they're just not available so much in supermarkets, etc. So number one is purple daikon. Never heard of this? Nope, I hadn't either. Literally never tried it until this year, which I'm slightly ashamed of because I am a food blogger. So I should know all of the vegetables (laughs) and a vegan food blogger at that. I first came across this in my farmer's market a couple of months ago. And a purple daikon is kind of like A large elongated purple radish and to be honest it's very very similar. You use it in a very similar way. You can cook it but I personally recommend grating it or shredding it and using it in salads or actually like using it as a topping for sort of avocado toasts and things like that. It's got a real spiciness to it in the same way that regular radishes have but the colour is beautiful and If you're used to seeing all the, you know, millennial avocado toast pictures at cafes and restaurants and things like that or just on Instagram, they'll often use either a watermelon radish or a daikon, a purple daikon radish um, to top them. They'll use very thin discs of them. So it's really, really beautiful as a garnish on different meals. And it adds an extra bunch of nutrition because it's so spicy and it's quite tasty as well. It's got a unique flavour, but if you enjoy radishes, I think a purple daikon would be for you. Number two is turnips. Okay, maybe not the most outlandish vegetable there, but who uses turnips? I swear, they're the most unpopular vegetable ever. And I wanted to mention them because I have bought them in recent years from supermarkets, and then a few years ago, I bought one from my local farmer's market. It was an organic turnip and My goodness, the difference in taste was phenomenal. I find whenever I get turnips from the supermarket, they have quite a bitter taste to them. But the one I got from the farmer's market was incredible and they've all been incredible since. But to really enhance and make the best of the flavour when it comes to turnips, I think they're best roasted in a little bit of oil with some salt and pepper and make them perhaps part of your roasted vegetables with your meal or just roasted vegetables on their own. They go really nicely. With other veggies, they're, as I say, quite subtle in flavor, but they add a really nice base and they're really worth giving a try. Number three is sunchokes. If you're like me, you probably had no idea how to cook a sunchoke, how to use it. I didn't know what to do with it for the longest time. I loved buying them. I loved the idea of them. I didn't have a clue how to use them. We have a really gorgeous vegetarian restaurant here called Acorn. They make the most beautiful, beautiful food. And I've seen them use sunchoke paste and puree on some of their meals. So I intentionally bought a sunchoke because I very, very much wanted to try to recreate this beautiful meal at home. Needless to say, it went terribly. It really didn't work at all. (laughs) But from that, I did learn that you can do several things with sunchokes. You can roast them, as with most vegetables, right? They taste delicious when roasted because they have a slight sweetness to them. They're really good. And they also have a very slight crunch, which is delicious. Very easy to prepare, just cut them up, add oil, a bit of salt and roast as you would the turnips. Or you can actually make soup with them. They're a great one because, again, they have a very subtle flavour. And you can also make purees and sauces with them, which is something I really enjoy. Putting them in the blender with a few other veggies and seasonings and perhaps some oil and making delicious sauces to go on your food. However, if you're new to sunchokes, as with many of these vegetables, I would suggest just trying roasting them to start with because you really can't go wrong with that and it makes things taste delicious. And as a bonus, fourth vegetable that I wanted to include here, they're not that unusual, but you may not have tried using them. One of my favorite vegetables that I get from the market is dried mushrooms, particularly things like porcini mushrooms, perhaps chanterelles. These mushrooms can be really, really expensive to buy fresh, particularly when they're slightly unusual types like chanterelles and morel mushrooms. However, if you buy them dried, they're often quite a little bit cheaper and they work really well. The best way to use dried mushrooms is to rehydrate them in hot water, add them to your cooking, however you plan to use them, whether that's a risotto, a stew, a soup. But the important thing to remember with dried mushrooms is don't discard the water that you've rehydrated them in. That water is full of nutrient-rich and taste-rich stock, essentially, mushroom stock, So you want to either reserve it for some other purpose or put it into your food as well. It's a tip I learned quite late in life (laughs) and it's one I've really, really enjoyed using this year. Plus, having dried mushrooms on hand, they aren't going to go off. You don't have to store them in the fridge. They're not perishable. They're a fantastic little vegetable to have in your pantry whenever you need a little bit of extra vegetable goodness or seasoning in whatever you're making. And I hope it makes you look at your farmer's market Or whatever market you have near you slightly differently and I hope it encourages you to try some vegetables that are in season that you may not have tried before. I definitely still have loads on my list to try. Radicchio scares me for some reason, kohlrabi scares me, I haven't (laughs) haven't quite got to grips with either of those yet and there's so many more at my local market that I am committed to trying this year. Because I think we have an abundance of fruit and vegetables and it's so easy to stick to the ones we know. And yet by introducing a few extra ones, we hugely increase our nutrient intake, I think, and the experience and the taste we get from our meals. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review or a rating in Apple. These reviews are incredibly helpful as each one makes the podcast show up that bit higher in the rankings. And also, I would really love to hear your feedback and know whether you find my tips helpful. So please do share. If there are any questions or areas of vegan living that you'd love me to cover on the podcast, you can DM me over on Instagram at Vancouver with love, which is where I am most often. I share a lot of tips and recipes over there and I would love to hear from you. That's all from me and I'll see you next week.